0: is no credentials required, covering sports around the mighty 518, part of the Billy Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy.
3: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this live edition of No Credentials Required, where you don't need to press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Before I continue, and again, my name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm the host of No Credentials Required. Before we continue, just want to remind you about our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, and now TikTok. We're at No Creds REQ, facebook.com forward slash No Creds REQ on YouTube. Search No Credentials Required, hit subscribe, hit notification, and that way you know when the videos are up and if you're on watching watching either facebook live youtube live or billyup.tv welcome uh if you're on facebook or youtube you can leave a comment during the show whether our comments whether you uh, agree with our comments whether you believe our comments are intelligent or they're not i make no, no guarantees as to which or which <laughs> you can uh leave a comment say hi do whatever and on the podcast side on the audio side Subscribe to the podcast. Our home base is Spreaker, but you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, basically wherever you podcast. And also rate and review five stars is very optimal. That way people know that we're out there. And if you leave a review, I might even read it on the air. So it's really cool if you would do that. Before I bring my panel, I just want to remind you about one of our affiliates here. I know credentials required. That's in the clutch.com in the clutch.com has officially licensed MLBPA and MLSPA apparel uh, for player apparel. You could also get t shirts for your favorite team. And you can also get uh, really, really cool vintage apparel. So go to in the clutch.com. You could either go to in the clutch.com forward slash no creds, or if you just go to the web- main website, in the clutch.com, enter promo code no creds at checkout. You can save 10% on your order. So save some cash, support the show, get yourself some nice swag. All right, I'm going to bring in my panel. It's going to be it's going to be a I think it's going to be a pretty rowdy panel today, but for Saturday morning. But hey, you be the judge. So to my right, I've got from Billy Up Sports, our our New England Patriots beat writer, Caleb McChesney. Caleb, how are we doing today, buddy?
4: We're doing well. Thank you. Uh, This should be fun.
3: And to my south of me is our intern for one of our interns for the summer for belly up sports he's actually my intern for no credentials required he's doing a great job so far he's the one who's joined who convinced us to join tiktok we got mason mason how are you doing today god pretty good all right we're all very enthusiastic for saturday morning and and to my to my lower right we've got from tailgate on the quad and also sometimes on the corner booth podcast we've got kev kev Good morning.
1: Good morning. Yeah, I got out of bed for this. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> oh, thank,
3: that's what to say. Thank you all for joining me. I know it's sometimes it's difficult to join. Get, get out of bed on a Saturday morning. But I want to start off with a clip from last night in the College World Series. College World Series going on. Very exciting time if you're a college baseball fan. But I just want to show you this clip. And we'll, we'll, kinda, we'll kind of, uh, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll just uh, kind of glean over it and Talk about this play period. So let's go ahead and show it.
0: Corona, a high flight to center. Does he see it? It's in the twilight, and he has no idea where the ball is, and it lands on the warning track, goes to the fence. This might be an inside-the-park grand slam. Corona's coming for the plate. Here comes the throw, and he's in standing up. Twilight time inside the park. Grand slam. Humphreys never saw it in center field in the twilight. It's a helpless feeling.
3: Okay, so I apologize. That wasn't. That wasn't Oral Roberts University. It was DBU. I don't know who they are, but but
0: Post, guys, it's,
4: a, it's defensive back university.
3: Defensive back, but apparently it's defensive back university because they saw the ball fly by him while he, while he was searching for the ball. Guys, it was an overthrow, you know, it was an overthrow. Um, but, I, Kev, I know you played baseball in high school. I, I believe if I remember correctly, you played baseball in high school or you played nope, or you played, played baseball, baseball since up.
1: like third grade.
3: OK, but for uh, any of us who've played baseball before, do, do you see this happen often? Not at all. I
1: actually feel so bad for that center fielder.
3: Okay. Interesting. Like,
1: it's Dallas Baptist University. No Dallas one's Baptist ever University. heard of that school. That's his moment to shine, and he loses it in the lights. You just got to feel for the guy.
3: I've only, to be, to be told, I've only seen this type of thing once where a center fielder loses it in the lights. It was during a, a single-A baseball game and. In my municipality of Troy, uh, which is in uh, uh, Albany, New York area, I went to a, a, a Tri City Valley Cats game way back in the day. Well, not way back in the day, but a couple of years ago, and fly ball hit, and is it? It's easy to lose it in the lights. I mean, it, if you're, if you're playing, if you're if you're seeing a, a a tiny white ball trying to find it in the lights, it's 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 pretty difficult to see. So yeah, I definitely feel bad for the guy, but this is a very rare event where you see an inside the park grand slam. Caleb, have you ever seen this kind of thing before?
4: Um, not in real life. No, I I've had it happen <laughs> to me in MLB, the show a handful of times, um, very <laughs> by some of the slowest players I've ever seen, just because, you know, it's the first time I pick up the game and, you know, Pablo Sandoval just goes inside the park on me because I don't know how to throw the ball, but, Um, yeah, no, not in, certainly not in, you know, my time of watching baseball. Uh, but I, I would tend to, I have seen the ball get lost in the sun and the, in the lights before watching the Red Sox, but not nothing that would cause something like that. Usually I think outfielders try to, you know, get behind the ball. Like you, you might, you might as well be better to just overshoot it and have it land in front of you than you know just stand still and watch it go over your head by about 10 feet
3: all right mason how about you have you ever seen this before no i just
2: i don't know what you say as a manager to your team after this happens like you still have to play the rest of the game what do you even say to them
3: that's a good question that's a great question i mean i mean it's a doubt it's the college world series it's you've got i think it's in the regional to double elimination, so you've got. And obviously, they lost this game. Dallas Baptist lost this game, um, but you've got another game to survive. You got another game to to stay in uh, the regional. So, I mean, it, in one retrospect, it's it sucks. You feel bad for the. You feel bad for that center fielder. But also, you've got one more game to stay in the College World Series. You get one more game to be in the regional. So it's it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's kind of a 50 50 win-lose situation. But if you feel but for the for the guy who's up to bat, how do you feel after that? Besides tired from running all the way right. all the way around the bases, you know? I, I feel like he'd
1: feel like kind of a goalie does in soccer when they're trying to clear the ball and the wind takes it and it goes in the other net. Goalies generally feel bad about that. They're like, it's nice to score and make a good play, but not like this. I know what that guy's going through. I feel bad for that now. I don't feel good about what I just did. I feel like it's a little bit of that. They're like, I it, I got made contact. He just lost it. I am glad that we scored and we won, but uh, I feel bad for the guy.
4: Yeah. No, you take wins where you can get them.
1: Exactly. So oh, yeah, that's why you're happy about the win and scoring the run and hitting a grand slam, but you a little bit of you's like, ah man. Come on, <laughs> bud.
3: All right. So we got a little bit of that. I guess you would say I wouldn't say I'm gonna say comedy, but you got a little bit of that uh out of the way. Oh, we got our first comment from, from Beth of Let's Talk Woe Hockey, uh one of our podcasts on Belly Up Sports. She says, Hello. Hello, Hello. Hello, la la la. Thanks, Beth, for checking in. Appreciate you. All right, so we're going to move on to the first topic of our hour of week of the show. And yesterday we had our first major manager. We had our first uh, manager firing in Major League Baseball. It took only two months for the Phillies to fire Joe Girardi. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the baseball world. um but it's our first firing, and I'm I honestly kinda surprised. But uh Caleb, you know, if you're a Boston I can see you're a Boston Red Sox fan from the from your cap. You're you're a yep. Boston dude. Um, what do you make of this firing?
4: Um, so with my with my baseball fandom, I don't tend to get out of my uh my little Red Sox AL East realm, but what I can tell you about Joe Girardi is uh, when he was uh, with the Yankees, uh, most Yankees fans hated him. Um, So it doesn't, this doesn't really like come to a shock to me. From like you you know, baseball is not my first sport by any means. Mm -hmm. But um, true,
3: true. You are the beat writer for the Patriots.
4: No right, yeah, (laughs) Um, but. Seeing how the Phillies, you know, have struggled so far, I think they're what six games under five hundred. I'm um, gonna say I
3: think, I think they're twenty one. I think they won last night, so I think they, I think they're seven, Hang six on.
4: or seven games under five hundred. Um, and again, I'm not speaking from a high horse here. The Red Sox, I think, are like three games under last I checked. Um, but no, this doesn't really shock me at all, but. Uh, the Phillies, you know they they're they're not really making the most out of uh their time with uh Bryce Harper given they have another like 12 13 years to go after that uh they no 10 like 10 years ago after that uh that big deal he signed when i was a junior in high school um but no nope, you only get so many quality years out of a player like Bryce Harper and uh, mm-hmm. it, uh so far it doesn't look like this is going to be the year where they make the most of it. But hey, there's still a whole lot of baseball left. Yeah, Um is the reason why I still have faith. The Red Sox might be a tad competitive down the stretch, but um, yeah, no, I'm not overtly shocked by this.
3: I mean, for me, for in my in my humble opinion, I think Girardi. I no, mean, I was. I'm a Yankees fan. Honest, be honest with you. Um, yeah, when Girardi was manager, there were times where I just. I wondered why he made the decisions he makes, but as a Yankee fan, we're doing the same thing with Aaron, with uh, Aaron Boone. Now <laughs> yeah. um, um with the exception of this season, this season, he's been, you know, with the, with the exception of the first month of the season where he had to short, he had to, he had to shorten uh, starters, but every major, every major league baseball manager was doing that. They were shorting, they're shortening starts because they're trying, because of the truncated spring training that they had due to the CBA uh, discussion. So, I mean, in a way, it's surprising, but also I wonder, doesn't Dave Dombrowski also share some of the blame because he's the one who's constructing this team? Oh, he's absolutely. the one who brought in. He's the one who brought in uh, Harper. He's the one who brought in uh, Rail Muto. Uh, he's the one who's bringing some of these big time. I'm going to pay a, a whole bunch of money to be a part of the Phillies. But I mean, is it is it is it locker room culture? Is it, like, is like is it, it uh, Dombrowski like,
4: I mean, what? The Dombrowski mo is, hey, we're gonna sell off the entire farm and we're gonna bring a title to the Phillies within a couple of years, and then f
3: them, f them kids, <laughs> right?
4: Yeah, no, screw those prospects. We're gonna bring in all the talent that we can for now, and we're yeah. gonna win a title in two, three, four years, and then afterwards, I'm gone. Like that. That he's a, he's a mercenary, really.
3: Yeah, Kev, Kev, I see you. Uh, I see you have a thought here. Go ahead. <laughs> This is not
1: on Dombrowski whatsoever. When the Phillies brought him in, they knew that. They knew that's what he does. He's done it twice now in Boston and Detroit. Trade for good, for established stars, spend a shit ton of money. There's my one swear that I was alive.
3: There
1: you to. go. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's on strictly the players in Joe Girardi. I mean, you have the fourth highest payroll in baseball. Why do you have the same record as the Orioles with the 30th highest payroll? It, it's on on Dabrowski, it's on the players and Joe Girardi. And I also think Joe Girardi should still be in New York. I think them letting him go was a dumb decision for basically the same results.
3: True, true. Mason, do you got some thoughts on this? I just,
2: they're they're in a bad division. They should be doing much better than they are. Um, I saw Joe Girardi at a USF baseball game, so maybe he wants to be the manager of the USF baseball team, Hopefully. <laughs>
3: Hey, look, I mean, I don't think Girardi's a bad manager. I think I think I think part of it is I mean, yeah, they're in a bad division, obviously. I think. I mean the Mets are running away with the division right now. And Atlanta is one game below five hundred, which is absolutely shocking considering they the they won the World Series last year. I thought they were gonna have I mean yeah, the they lost Freddie Freeman.
4: But you bring in Matt Olson, that's like But you
3: bring in Matt <laughs> Olson and that's not the equivalent of Frederick. it's not the same, it's not the same, but still, it's he, Matt Olson can smash and he can play decent defense at first base.
4: Yeah, no, Matt Olsen is not a bum in comparison by any means.
3: No, no, but that division, it's, it, I, I, yeah, the, it, some teams are desperate for it. When you get desperate, you have to make those changes. And I think the, I think the Phillies are a desperate team. They're a desperate team right now. You got all that talent for all that money. And you're sitting in third place at 23 and 29 currently. And you've lo- you won your last two games, but you're still 11 games behind the Mets for first place in the division.
0: So, I mean, yeah, I mean, With
3: Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere.
2: This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at
3: shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. I mean, in my mind, I'm just saying that both the manager and the GM, and this should be responsible, but... But also, the players got to look themselves in the mirror, too, because they could find themselves in the trading block as well. I mean, if, if, if they keep up, I mean, Harper's not going to be traded, obviously, because of the money that they're he's he's commanding. Uh, but the players got to wonder, if I, I wonder if it's true for all teams, because hockey teams, I mean, I'm a hockey guy. When hockey teams, you see, you see coaches get fired, and all of a sudden, they just go on a run.
4: Yeah, no. Uh, my Bruins were the uh, victim of one of those.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I want—I gotta wonder if the Phillies can go on a run. If this—I don't know if it's—if it's the same in baseball if they can duplicate that, uh, where they go on a where they go on a tear. All of a sudden, the pitching—the pitching's better, both starting and bullpen pitching is better. Hitting's better.
2: As a Mets fan, wonder. I hope not.
3: <laughs> I get it. I get it there. All right, we got uh, got another comment here from Beth, who says it seems to be a bit of a rough, go, tough go for all Philly sports these days. I would say, with the exception of the Eagles, uh, it's been of a tough go. The Flyers were bad this season. The Sixers had a good run up until the conference semifinals, uh, where they ran into uh, the Heat and were extinguished in six games. And then the Phillies are the Phillies right now. The Eagles, I think. I think they could be the the, the NFC East champs. Well, another. any team
4: in that division could be the NFC East champs. With the exception, model.
3: I think, with the exception of the Giants. But then again, who? Yeah, you could you could definitely. I, think the think I like the team. Giants
4: more than the football team, but it's kind of a push. Not the football no, team, a, the Commanders. No, the team, fans, you mean the you mean really
3: the, com- the commies? Oh yeah. no,
1: I love the Commanders this year. Really? You really? They have a they have a really good defense still. Ron Rivera is yeah, true a good that's coach true. still. Uh, I think Carson Wentz, I don't like Carson Wentz as a quarterback. I think he has turnover issues, not just interceptions, fumbles. He's not the same player he was when he was in Philly doing his thing. But I think he can be consistent enough behind a decent offensive line. They're not great, but they're good. They have good weapons, and Antonio Gibson's a good running back. I think they have a very good chance to actually win this division. I think top to bottom, they might be the best team in that division.
2: I, I, mean, I think the Commanders make the playoffs this
4: year. I mean, for me, it's um, if Dallas screws up, it's it's open season for that for that division.
3: I mean, Dallas. Has oh, no they're bound still. to screw up. Dallas'
1: screws Their defense up every... is still terrible. Also, I think Dallas is very overhyped because a lot of people are remembering when they had that stacked offensive line a couple of years ago when Zeke was the offensive player of the year, but Dak was rookie of the year, and make that make sense. I'm still confused by it, but. They're not the same team anymore. That offensive line is decimated. They have no linebackers besides Leighton Vander Esch and Micah Parsons now. Their secondary is kind of a joke still. And even with there Diggs. Diggs, Diggs is not a good corner. Thank I'm sorry. You. He's not. He's a ball hawk. He's great at getting interceptions. He cannot play the cornerback position. I think per PFF, he had the most yards given up in coverage last year.
4: Yeah. Yeah, Oof. no, he'll 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 take you back for six, but he'll also give up six. So <laughs> he's
1: a wash every game.
4: No, um, I remember he took a pick six back on Mac Jones, and then Mac Jones the next uh, the next series throws a bomb up to Bourne, and he blows the coverage, and
2: it's a touchdown. He's exciting to watch, but the best corners aren't exciting. You don't want to watch Darrell Rivas because they don't even throw the ball his way when he played. Right. Yep.
3: And hopefully they'll duplicate that with Sauce Gardner when the. But that—that's neither here nor there. But it's and funny. Then, F- and F- then, F.Y.I. F- Gardner F-
1: will go to New England and win a Super Bowl.
3: Uh, so I like that. I like. Don't that play. say that. Don't say that.
1: <laughs>
0: I agree, Kev.
4: I—I I agree one hundred percent.
3: All right. Full disclosure: We've got two Jets fans and two Pat's fans in the ch- in this in this on this panel. So that's why you're hearing this, the the smack talk. But I don't know. Anyway, we're moving on to. Game two of the NBA Finals, I believe it's tonight.
4: I thought it was,
2: I no, thought it was Sunday. Sunday.
3: Or is it Sunday? Yeah, the NBA Finals t- schedule is confusing. <laughs> I think yeah, it's
2: two rest days in between every game.
3: Something yep, like that. so it's tomorrow night at 8. Ugh, anyway, but we've got two Celtics guys in the chat. Caleb uh, and, uh, I don't know, Mason, if you want to ch- uh, chime in too. Um, game one, what a so, turnaround. What a turnaround. So-
4: <laughs> yeah i watched the first half because i was working so i watched it on my phone and then i missed like basically the entire second half so i missed the uh the fantastic fourth quarter that the uh, celtics had and i wouldn't consider myself a, a celtics guy i'm from boston but like, i don't i don't watch basketball that i watch <laughs> basketball but like i don't follow the team that much
3: my mistake i apologize um, but still no, I, it's, I...
4: it's a solid assumption <laughs> because you know yeah, um, I was going to wear a Celtics hat, but it wasn't going to go with my uh, blue sweatshirt. Um, but no, yeah, the Celtics have kind of had like this, this destiny run. I feel like this postseason where it's just um, it just kind of seems to go right for them at the right time, despite, you know. Having some really weird like games where you're like, this isn't the same team that I saw last night, you know, mm-hmm. Um But no, yeah. I I feel like Celtics fans should be confident in this squad because they took out the nets in four and they were, I, I don't think the, a lot of people didn't have the Celtics in that series, um, from the jump. And then they took on the defending champs in seven and then Miami, which was, you know, it was Jimmy Butler versus the world, but they extinguished that in seven. um, The Warriors uh, are still a good team, but they're by no means a super team that they were back when, you know, I was in high school. Right. Um, No, Celtics fans should be really confident in this squad. Um, So long as uh, Marcus Smart isn't just chucking up threes because he thinks he can make them.
1: I have a love-hate relationship with how Marcus Smart plays basketball. Yeah, <laughs> he he won defensive player of the year. He's a argue. He's a great defender. That's what he does. That's his bread and butter. That's why he's an everyday starter. He thinks because he won defensive player of the year, he's the best offensive player on the planet for some reason. No, he always but,
4: seems like to think that he's like the best player on the court at all times.
1: He wants to be the guy he, and it. It's reaching the point where it's surprising where he passes out of a three. But also he's left open on threes a lot because they're like, oh, it's Marcus Smart. He doesn't hit these really. Right. So I get when he's shooting wide open threes, but I hate when he's just gets a ball, catch and shoot. Guy in his face. Like, no, you're not that Wait, guy. So you're Marcus. not Tatum. Stop. <laughs> stop, stop it, just stop it. But at the same time, if he's hitting them and they win, that
2: you can't really complain. No, right. I just I don't like the Celtics to win this series. I don't think Derek White's going to give you 21 points every game. Obviously, Jason Tatum had a bad game, but that's going to make up for what Derek White did. And I'm saying Warriors
1: in six. I mean, Derek White's not here to give you 21 points. He's here to play defense. That's really yeah. what he's he's brought he brought in to do. 21 points. Oh no, I know. Like that was a nice surprise when Tatum had a bad game. But I don't think that's the expectation. He had I think like eight straight points to start a game against the Heat. He'll score in bunches for you at times, but you don't expect that, cons- that to stay, keep up consistently. I think no one is planning for that to happen again. EMA is not like, all right, Derek, you're taking every shot. You're yeah. going gonna to lead us to this win. No, I mean, the Celtics all year since they've gone on the throne has really just been defensive focused. You let Brown and Tatum kind of do the thing on offense, but you have Robert Williams, Al Horford, Derek White off the bench. You have Mark Scott. You just want to play good defense and then just score, outscore the other team. They're not trying yeah. to bury you. And I think well, they can do that against the Warriors because Draymond Green is not the guy he was. He never was that guy, but when Steph and Clay were dominating the league and then Kevin Durant, like, Draymond was kind of forgotten so he could do whatever he wanted. Yeah, I, I what just kind forgot that Draymond was, that was like,
4: still playing until <laughs> the season? Draymond's a future
2: Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah, he is because he's a future Hall of Famer in the same way that guys like JoJo White and Thatch Sanders are. He won a bunch of rings because of really good players. If you put him on another team and have him be the number one guy,
2: no. He but can't do anything. I mean, you could say he the same thing. He thinks he is. Rodman. You put Dennis Rodman as a number one option, he's not going to win a championship because he's not he a scorer. Th- thinks he is.
1: Also Dennis Rodman, thank you, prove my point again. If Dennis Rodman wasn't on those Bulls teams, he's not a Hall of Famer. If he doesn't have Pippen and Jordan, he's not a Hall of Famer. I don't greatest rebounder of all time. But
3: but he could also argue for the Pistons too if he's not if he's not on a team with Isaiah Thomas and Bill Laimbeer or Joe Dumars, he's not a Hall of Famer either. I would, I think he would have been a Hall of Famer even without being on the Bulls. Yes,
1: and also you say though greatest rebounder. People are acting like Draymond was like a top 3 power forward at one point in time. Of he all was. time. He was. He was never a top what? three. No, not all forward. time, but in the league, he was oh, in the league. I would though, say for that, this but...
3: generation of players, for this generation well, of players, you, he absolutely is top, th- top you three you to want top to five. you argue
1: that from like 2016 to 2019, during their run of dominance, he was a top three power forward, yes. Now, not so much, but he's also older. The whole team's older. I'm not knocking that against. Him. But no, people are like, well, you know, who would you take? Like Kevin Garnett or Draymond? Right. I might the, have okay, to go Draymond. He can shoot the three.
3: I would take Kevin Garnett in a heartbeat. Anyone uh, yeah, with a I brain <laughs>
2: But you also, you got to admit, Draymond's the best and defender on the Warriors. All of those uh, championships. Passer? So, he's a phenomenal passer.
1: Oh, no, it's not. He's a bad passer. It's. I think Steph's also a bit of an underrated passer because yeah, of is. his ability to read Boys, the defense.
2: Yeah.
1: And he's the point guard, so he has more opportunities to do it. But yeah, defender, no, that, that's not even a question. He's clearly the best defender on that team still.
2: You're just proving the point that we value scoring over everything else.
3: Yes. Yeah, when well, you dudes have to score points to win the game. Yes. I mean. <laughs> but yeah. no, it's it also yeah,
4: like... No, in, in a John Madden sense, the team with the most points will win the it, game. Uh,
3: the team with the most points, that the game wins. Boom! It's more... My take on Draymond piece, is John more
1: Madden. a reaction to other people's takes on Draymond. Not necessarily who he is as a player. Like, I hate people overvaluing him, saying he's a top three power forward all time. He's this really good score. He could be the number one option on other teams, which I've also seen. No, it's absurd. that one
2: year that Stephen Clay were out, he played horrendous. He was not scoring at all.
1: Yeah, because when you don't have two of the best three-point shooters of all time taking away attention, you can't yeah. do as much if you're not that good of an offensive weapon. Also, I think Draymond's just a dirty
2: player. So I think to be a good defender, you have to be dirty. Cause people call Marcus Smart a dirty defender, too. If you think about all of like the top 10 defenders in the league, they're all considered dirty
1: players. Draymond took it to another level.
2: I'm, I'm Marcus a Smart basketball fan, so doesn't kick people in the nuts.
1: Too much, uh, I, uh, a couple I, years ago, Draymond yeah. got knocked down on a screen, <laughs> waited on the ground until Marcus Smart was coming up behind him, and then just dove at his knees. Yeah, And didn't get called for it, by the way.
2: But as a Celtics fan, you got to admit, Marcus Smart makes some dirty plays.
1: Yeah, yes, but also it's – there are plays that seem dirty but are just playing defense. Like Giannis goes up for a high pass. Marcus Smart's right under him because you that's what you have to do to defend Giannis, and Smart comes down – or Giannis comes down. Yeah, he might land on his feet, but you're not going to give Giannis three feet because he'll just blow past you because he doesn't get called for an offensive foul ever. He's running – he's hitting the paint like Derrick Henry, and they're like, no, that's fine. Then – like, Tatum looks at a guy wrong on the offensive side of the ball. Oh, offensive foul charge. It's ridiculous. It depends uh, on if it's
2: in Boston or not. Because if it's in Boston, they're getting all the calls.
1: No. Uh, in the Bucks series, Giannis still didn't get that many. Didn't get called a lot on offense. Because they just let him play his
2: style of basketball. I, Giannis is just so hard to call because everything's just so close.
1: It's really not. Giannis will
2: drive the paint,
1: throw his shoulder into a guy, and then lay it down. That's an offensive foul.
2: But, I mean, if okay, so if you don't have your feet set and if you're hand-checking, it's going to be a defensive foul. And it's impossible to stay in front of Giannis. Yes. Like,
1: if if it's outside and if it's, like, outside the paint, top of the key, whatever, yeah, then that's tough to call, tough to play. But if you have a guy standing hands up in the paint and Giannis just barrels into him, that should be a call. They don't call him for that. Because... Hot take Giannis is not a skilled basketball player. He's bigger and stronger. Oh my now. God. I I've I heard this. Take, I've heard I,
4: this argument too. I have. And I, I, take, I don't hate I it.
1: What straight. can he do? What ha, what plays have you seen that show he's a skilled player that does not strictly rely on his size and athleticism? Can't shoot. He's not a great dribbler. He can't
2: shoot. He's a great mid-range shooter.
1: He's not a great mid-range shooter. I will give he's, you he's, he's, far, he's above average, mid-range shooter. Sure. I would say he's competent, but three, no way, he has not fade out. Mid range still not though, good it's a three point
2: shooter. I'll give you that, but mid range okay. though, you're, also, you're not like, oh, it's it's a bucket with Jan. No, he might make it. And he's a good passer, good ball handler, great defensive instincts. You're telling me that doesn't take skill?
3: I don't think I wish he's a, I a of I think right he's now. I think he's a good ball right? handler.
1: I don't think Me he's. And Ryan are sitting back here like, oh, <laughs> like, we uh, gonna take yeah, over, yeah. guys. His, <laughs> His ball handling skills best.
2: come from the fact he's more athletic. Best six foot eleven ball handler we've ever seen.
1: Okay, there that's because guess what? We haven't seen any six foot eleven ball handlers. If you want to go above six seven, he's Kevin not. That's nowhere near the best.
3: No, Magic Johnson was the best above six Kevin, seven ball yeah, handler.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to go above six seven, he's nowhere near. The, Kevin Durant is like 6'10, 6'9. I, I think List a lot of Kevin Durant.
3: Like, I, I mean, part of the part of this discussion has to do with recency, recency bias too. I mean, we, I mean, Mason, I understand where you're coming from, Kev. I know where you're coming from. Kayla and I were just sitting in the background, just going, "Yeah, right, we're here." <laughs> but, but, I mean, for me, growing up, it was. I mean, I'm an old guy. So Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, basketball Jesus, Michael Jordan. In a way, Isaiah Thomas, he's part of the discussion for the for the earlys, mid 90s, uh, early to 90s, early uh, ladies to mid to late 90s. And then I kind of stopped paying attention after that. But I mean, I know who some basketball, I mean, I have to pay attention to sports. So I kind of have to know some of these basketball players. But, But that debate we could have all day. Um, but I think, I think part of it, we're, we're, we're kind of like, uh, as my, as one of my favorite, uh, uh morning guys, snowman in the morning says we're kind of a prisoner of the moment, <laughs> you know, in terms of, in terms of players. So, uh, we've got some more comments from Beth. We've got a popcorn emoji and we've got, uh, BB <laughs> BB with the, uh, Kermit, the frog, That's none, of business, right? none of my business. business. No, but you're both you both make very solid, very salient points about who's uh, being the best basketball player, best the best basketball players, and whatnot. But I want to focus on Game Two of the NBA Finals because that's coming up tomorrow night, not tonight, like I thought it would be, uh, but tomorrow night. Um, I know it's very it's very important to if you're the visiting team, you got to steal at least one game at your opponents at your opponent's home. Do you see some of the stuff, same stuff in Game Two as we saw in Game One, or is this going to be kind of a situation where the the Warriors might actually blow the Celtics out of the building this time around Ooh. in Game Two?
4: Um, so this that's, is happened what it, that's happened this is before. That's happened before. Annoyed me about the Celtics Heat series. It just seemed like they were both content <laughs> about just letting it go to seven and seeing what happens. Like you know, oh hey, we stole one on the road. You know, we'll we'll kick back and relax Game Two or the other way around. Um, but. Yeah, I I gotta I can't imagine the Warriors drop two at home mm. um like you have to defend home court somewhat because if they go down O2 and then Boston then the two games in Boston they're in trouble they're mm. in they're in some really deep trouble if they can't just they're already in trouble for not for losing on home court right. but if you get swept on home court in the first two you're in trouble you're you're in huge trouble. So I can't imagine the Warriors, like, don't do everything they can to win this game.
3: Right. I, I, I feel like they would have to avoid the letdown they had in the fourth quarter of game one in order to stay. Well, not only just win game two, but also stay in this series, because if you go down to 2-0, which we'll get to for the Stanley Cup conference Finals in, in just a moment or two. Um, but if you go down 0-2, that's a tough hole to climb out of in any in any sport. In oh, yeah. any playoff such a scenario, whether it be basketball, hockey, or baseball, not so much football because it's a one and done football. Right. But yeah, if you go in a O two hole, that's a tough hill to climb.
1: It's not going to be a blow. I think the Warriors will win it. I think they're gonna. This team is too experienced. They still they're still too skilled. They're a mm-hmm. really good team. Uh-huh. I. I don't like the fact that they are treated as underdogs. By the way, some people are like, oh no, like the Warriors are the underdogs in this. No, they're ESPN tried to run with that story for a minute. It was annoying, uh, but <laughs> it's it's not gonna be a blowout though. The Celtics, I think the biggest loss the Celtics have taken to the Warriors since Steve Kerr got there was 15 points. But other than that, the Warriors are seven and nine against the Celtics since Kerr started. The Celtics have had the Warriors number, and that even includes that. Abysmal year before the Isaiah Thomas show started where the Celtics were just terrible.
4: Oh, God, that's like that's when I stopped paying attention to them.
1: (laughs) I mean, it was a rebuild though. We just traded two future Hall of Famers and Jason Terry. I don't know why i mentioned Jason Terry, he didn't contribute much, but But yeah, i smart out of the the deal, right? Yep, smart. We got Tatum out of it, Brown. It's but I so I think the Warriors will win it, but I still think celtics in i go celtics in six hmm.
4: i refuse to make a pick because every time i've picked anything in the nba playoffs i've lost so i'm just kind of right.
3: i've got a quick question is this a two three two scenario two two three two two and two in two in san francisco I, I, I two think... in boston uh, three of boston and two in san francisco no
4: i think it's or is I it a think two it's, two, I two one one one, one. I think it's 2211 like the rest of the
3: 2211 changed one. it recently cuz hockey whatever. is 222111 whatever it
1: was like 5 years ago now it's the other one
3: So it's
1: 22111 one, one. Uh, I'm looking it up right now
4: Okay yeah that's how it's been the rest of like the easter That's has been the that since I've been following the Celtics it's always been 2211 but or whatever it was
1: So it might be 232 two now I always Got
3: thought my, it was 232 for MBA, no, I don't well, want. We to got a comment YouTube. from YouTube. we got a comment from the Facebook section. Uh, Tristan McKinstry says Warriors and five just like the 0-4 Pistons. Ooh, I wouldn't be that's surprised. Saucy, saucy. Well, we're really gonna
1: compare this Warriors <laughs> team to the 0-4 Pistons? <laughs>
3: Those are completely different. <laughs> Those are teams. different eras,
1: for sure. Different eras, different teams. It's, uh, let's see. So
2: that's. But I mean, that's not surprising it. if that happens. I'd I, be I shocked see, if
4: the Celtics, I uh, see the if Celtics jungle. lost four in a row. I,
3: I can see the Celtics winning another one. I'd
4: be
2: shocked yeah, if this like game does. Or, or four. Doesn't go to six, I'd be floored. I'm, I'm taking Warriors money line tonight, though. Or tomorrow, for sure. You got yeah. it. Not yeah,
3: terrible. I think bet. that's the Not safest Not terrible bet.
2: Does anyone know what the spread is tomorrow? Probably plus one and a half um, for the Celtics.
3: That's a very good question. I'm going to look at my sports book right now. Uh, that Not that I my, can bet on I'll it because Massachusetts
2: bet. is a joke. No, right? Wait, you can't. You can't gamble in Massachusetts.
3: You can't. You can't bet. You can't do sports book in Massachusetts. No,
1: nope. nope. they I, they're, I, they they were working on it, and wow. then.
3: Uh, Sorry. Uh, let me bring up my let me bring up my Wilson. Wow. Sorry, wow. Go ahead.
1: Celtics are four and a half point dogs. Four. Uh, like,
3: that's, I have I've got four. I got four. So.
1: The line. I is hate, four. Yeah, I hate whole number spreads. By the way, they're.
3: Well, that's what, that's what that's what DraftKings has. I don't know. If what, no, I know.
1: I know. A, a lot of places do that. But, uh, yeah, so Massachusetts was trying to pass it. I think it got through the House, and then it was held up in the Senate because, oh, we can't bet on college sports. We don't want kids pay. We don't want people paying these kids money to throw games because they're going to fucking do that for some reason because college kids are idiots going to the There's your 1F the bomb.
3: There's your 1F bomb. Uh. <laughs>
1: But actually, you know, you know, I'm probably
2: gonna make another one by accident. Wait, haven't we surpassed PG-13 at this point? Wasn't that his second curse word?
3: That's okay. No, that's okay. It's far. It's farther into the movie. It's far. It's further into the movie, so he can do that. Everyone forgot
1: the first one. It was so long ago. Uh but no, it's ridiculous. (laughs) I, I'm hoping that it passes the Senate before Charlie Baker leaves office because I think he will uh sign that bill um i'm concerned if a democrat wins they will not sign it also the fact you can't gamble in florida is the you, most you shocking thing you about that you, you can
4: that is the most florida. anti-florida thing i've ever seen
3: i know <laughs> you can wrestle alligators but you can't, can't do sport you can't do you can't bet in florida
2: <laughs> you can sports bet in florida i sports bet in florida
3: interesting Cause, cause oh, you could, you could, we could, we could, we could do sportsbook in New York. We just can't bet on New York universities. So we can't, we can't bet Syracuse. I'd we even can't be bet for something like money. that
4: because nobody watches college sports up here. And if you do, you're a main. Hockey, hockey, hockey. Yep. No Wait, college my, sports
2: aren't big in Massachusetts. Not, no, in the
4: Northeast. Not in the Northeast is kind of hard because it, it there's no, there's no like powerhouse universities for stuff like that outside of like college hockey, which is. I don't yeah. want to like be disrespectful, but it's kind of niche.
3: No, it, Caleb. Yeah, Caleb. Is. Caleb, is pronounced college hockey.
4: College, college hockey.
3: College hockey.
4: I'm from the yeah. north side of like Massachusetts, and I grew up in New Hampshire. I don't have that. That's accent. an
3: excuse. That's an excusable. <laughs> um,
1: also, <laughs> basketball. Every couple of years, like college basketball, kind of pops off when BC or Providence is good or competitive. UConn. UConn. Well, yeah, UConn. But that's like. That's far away. Like I don't, it's I don't
4: like. I'm New sorry. I, this is kind of like a semantic argument here, and it's not really talking about the NBA finals. We kind of got off track, but um, just as a, I don't consider Connecticut to really beat New England.
3: Uh, I like, think it's, that's a hot like, take.
4: they are like New York. That's a sister.
3: super hot take. It's so funny though because we because we we're we we're talking about geography a couple weeks ago with uh, myself, my my uh, uh, Jim, another one of our interns, and my nephew Christian. He doesn't consider. He doesn't consider Virginia part of the South.
4: Ooh, that's a hot. And tip. by the,
3: and by the way, Beth, I'm, I'm not I'm not busting on college hockey. I love college 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 hockey. College so, hockey. College hockey. <laughs> uh,
1: I think you could make an argument that West Virginia is not part of the South because of how that became a state, but Virginia is definitely a part of the South. Yeah, Virginia's uh, with the, with the exception of Northern Virginia. Yeah, Northern Virginia. I I buy that. Um, that's all but Southern, southern Virginia words. is just as much of the South as we're all Also, Caleb looks confused about my West Virginia reference. Yeah, I am. Uh, so Virginia, Virginia? Virginia, seceded, a state? Virginia, Virginia seceded from the Union. West Virginia was like, no, we're not doing that. And then West Virginia seceded from Virginia. Oh, So that's how they became a state. Also, I think east of Hartford, Connecticut is New England. West of Hartford, it's not. West of Hartford, it's New York.
4: If you breed, patriots it's, it's very much the New dance, Jersey non- argument It's That's
3: very it. much New Jersey argument too because northern New Jersey is New York is part of New York, and southern New southern Jersey is, is Philadelphia, Philadelphia basically, uh, Philadelphia I'd, adjacent.
1: My, the most infuriating argument I've ever heard. I think I've heard someone legitimately argue that Connecticut is not part of the New England region. I know what you're saying, Caleb. Like culturally, it's different. Yeah, culturally, you know, I don't, I don't, no, I don't it's not. It. Yeah. And then I've also heard that New York is part of New England. No, it's not. <sighs> someone's we're, like, oh yeah, we're like Mid uh, Atlantic.
3: We are someone's like, Oh
1: yeah, like the New England states like Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and New York. I'm like, New York's not part of no. New England. Yes, it is. No, it's not.
3: Well, how do you know? Name, I'm, name, I'm from wise, New it, name wise it is because it's named after the Dutch of York, the Duchess of York, but it's not
4: even culturally it's not part of New England. That Take No. It's it's such a different culture. Like we're more like hickish in, in the woods and you know, outside of Boston, of course, New York is just so much more modernized. I feel like. No, uh, it
3: depends on where you go. It depends on where you city, go. No. It depends on where you go, because New York is split up into like eight different sections. You got the city, Long Island. Then you got the Mid-Hudson Valley. Then you got the Catskills. My region, which is the capital region, Adirondacks, Leatherstocking Country, uh, the Southern Tier, Central New York, which is basically Syracuse and utica and all that around that and then western new york which is rochester and buffalo where they say pop instead of soda and i will say soda (laughs) drop
1: (laughs) drop someone if you drop someone like two hours outside of buffalo i don't think you could tell the difference between that and like Hopkinton, canada i'm just so
4: over the northeast i hate this like small town boonie living i'm i'm so over it i can't wait to leave
1: where are you gonna go
4: uh, Southwest, I think is, is my favorite, is my, is my destination. Like Phoenix, Arizona. It, it, Houston, it is a dry heat. there. Yeah. Except I just
1: Houston, Houston's muggy. Like the rest of the South.
4: Yeah. I just, I can't stand snow and I don't like seasons. So.
3: Yes, right, that's so, why I went so, to Alabama. So on Facebook, Tristan says, I'm not even from the East coast, but New York quote, New York is part of New England. End quote is a weird take to me. LOL. It, I it have is.
1: been a firm proponent. Since I went to college, that the South is not as backwards as people think it is. The education system is not as terrible as people think it is. And then they pull out that shit. <laughs> it, it's infuriating. Uh, the South's a weird place. But yeah, Beth, yeah.
3: Beth also says, and she's arguing with all of us now. Uh, Beth, is, <laughs> Virginia is very, very southern. She, I think she said she grew up in Norfolk, the Norfolk region, yep. if I'm not mistaken. And she said Richmond was the federal, was the capital of the Confederacy. Yes, that is that is true. Uh, Richmond also, was the capital of the Confederate confederation.
1: I hate Virginia
3: so much. Hot take we're, from we're, oh, another hot take from Beth. Most of the South is an awful. Yes, agreed. Most of the, the most South of the is not awful. Cities
1: and urban areas aren't awful. To, Backwoods or still i counted once how many i was driving like an hour or two hours north of tuscaloosa i counted how many confederate flags i saw i think i stopped at like 20 probably yeah, that's
0: kind of, yeah. <laughs> like no
1: so virginia is the worst because if you're driving to somewhere that's not in virginia that's south virginia from the northeast you're making good time because those states are small you're in like southern new jersey like four or five hours in from where i am and then you go through fly through maryland and then you hit Virginia. You're like, oh, sweet. We're making great time. We're going to get there early. Then you're in
3: Virginia for eight hours. Wait, which 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 highway are you taking? Are you taking Route one or are you taking uh 95? 95 for the most part. That's why. That's why. Because you're, you're hit when you hit the beltway between from Baltimore to D.C., that part's awful because it's just traffic upon traffic upon traffic.
1: Well. We'd sometimes like, which is why I take off. route
3: one down to north. Which is why why I take route one when I go to my trips to Outer Banks.
1: We would get off ninety five for sometimes around New York, but also around the Baltimore D C area to avoid all that. But then hitting Virginia is just the worst.
3: And again, that's why I take route one from from Albany down to Outer Banks to take route one. Like any I get to cross my favorite bridge tunnel, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel. Which is pretty awesome. Twenty three miles. You go, you go over the Atlantic, and you go under. You go over the Chesapeake Bay, and you go under the Chesapeake Bay for a bit, and you go over, then you go under, then you go over, then you go under. It's pretty cool.
1: No, I would be paranoid. I'm scarred from the stories about the big dig, where with ceiling tiles collapsing on people, on cars, it leaking. I I couldn't do that. I would be paranoid. I would be going into the bay. Should,
3: so, in other words, you should probably knock yourself out when we're going if you ever go down the uh, cbbt yeah probably <laughs> mason have you ever been outside of uh have you ever been outside of uh florida
2: yeah so my parents are from new york so i've been to new york oh okay times, yeah oh what part oh they're from long island
3: yep there's there's that's the that's one of the parts of new york <laughs> there we go speaking of new york Touch quick. We're gonna to touch quickly on the Stanley Cup Conference Finals. I don't know if, other than myself, I don't know if you guys have been paying, been paying attention so far. The Conference Finals. Caleb, Colorado and the Rangers are both up two nothing in their respective series.
4: I'm shocked by the Rangers being up two nothing.
3: As am I. And, I. and I hate it. I hate it too because I'm a New Jersey Devils fan. So
4: I'm pulling. I'm pulling for the Rangers though. Like I'm like get get Tampa out of here. I I can't yeah. stand them. Like I I do not want to see a three-peat and uh, yeah, just get them out. I'll I'll pull for a New York team. Honestly, I will swallow the pill, and <laughs> I will let New York win the whole thing. So long. No, as the doesn't get repeat. No, I, but, I I have
3: I have money on Edmonton to win the win the Stanley Cup because they have a they have a cancer kid uh, mascot. So I got thirty bucks on them, and I went five seventy. So
4: I'd I'd be cool with McDavid winning one. That
3: me too. Me
4: that too. that'd be that'd be amazing. I'm I'm for Colorado winning one. I think they're a fun team to watch. But just
3: for me, for me, it's anyone but for me, it's anyone but the uh, but the Rangers.
4: I'm me. I'm that's me with Tampa. Just anybody but Tampa. Just get them out. I'm sick of them.
1: Uh, I cannot, in good conscience, root for Edmonton to win anything. Really? Yeah, I do not want to see a Vander Kane have any success. In this uh, oh, yeah. a- any success? Yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping for <laughs> a
2: Colorado Rangers Stanley Cup. It's a win for me right now. Because I'm I go to school in Tampa, so I root for the Lightning, and then I'm also a Rangers fan. So if either team wins, I'm happy.
3: Your parents or we're we're, on, were from All Island, you sort of root for the Rangers. Isn't that so, blasphemy?
2: Yeah, so <laughs> that, that is I, really actually is, my yeah. dad was a Rangers fan before the Islanders were even a team. So he just stuck with the Rangers.
3: Okay. That's Okay. That's, that's acceptable. Fair. That's acceptable. But do do you do you guys think these will be a series again? Or are we going to see four or five games from each of these series?
4: I, I like Tampa that Tampa like, has to come, come back.
1: back. Tampa has to come back.
3: Yeah. Kev, get that look on I, your face.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I I think Tampa's too skilled to come back, but I also think Tampa has had it too good for too long. Uh, unless they have some guys coming off the long-term IR that they have that they manipulate so they don't have to pay. They don't have to listen to the salary cap. I don't see them winning, coming back and winning this series. I hope you're right. Yeah
3: The the, the, the circumvention of the salary cap is uh, a fun talk about with the uh, it's, a, it's a fun it's a fun way for you to get an edge on the other teams because you don't have to worry about it in the playoffs as much as the uh, regular season.
1: Like, I think the long-term IR salary cap exemption is a good thing. I think Mm -hmm. it makes sense, I think, because it allows if a guy, if one of your good players goes down, you can try to get someone still remain competitive. The problem is when a guy can come back, like, the last couple weeks of the regular season and he's 100% healthy, like, no, you're still on long-term IR. Oh, playoff started. You're back. Come on. I think that's when when you run into issues.
3: Yeah. Yeah. In a way. I would ag- I would
4: agree. Not knowing too much about the topic.
3: All right. So Beth says, yeah, "Screwed your Kane." She also says, "Kev is her Kev. You you have a new fan. Your your uh, best new favorite human being." Sweet. Yeah. And she also says the 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 Lightning didn't do that this year. The only long term IR player they had was Brent Seabrook, and I think he retired, if I'm not mistaken. See, this is a weird thing with the NHL. Players will retire, but they'll still have their salaries. They'll have the salaries attached, like dead cap money, and they'll trade it away. Like the Wings did that with the Red Wings did that with Pavel Datsuk. Like they traded his rights to Phoenix or Arizona, knowing that he wasn't going to come back. He's going to stay in Arizona. Russia. Just do that because the Bruins did that with Mark Savard in Arizona. A- Arizona is the is the land is is the elephant's graveyard of salary cap dumps.
1: <laughs> There's a cap floor, isn't there? there? There is a cap floor.
3: That okay, that's why.
1: Arizona's like, we're we're not paying anyone, anybody. We don't want to be competitive. That's too much work. So we're just gonna get all these players who could never play again and we're, pay them we're their salaries f- we're, we're
3: declaring we're declaring we're a poverty franchise. We'll just we'll pay salaries, but we don't want you to play. You know
1: what? We don't even want our own stadium. We'll go play at like a college rink or something. That can't even. Oh wait, they
3: did. They are (laughs) maintaining a stadium. That's too much work. And they're not getting their logo either. The the uh, that's my favorite. ASU logo is going to be on the ice all the time because they they need to relocate
4: that team. I'm all for. I'm all for Arizona sports. They like my. It's like my second home. I want to cheer for them.
3: To be fair. To be fair. To be nobody. Nobody watches Letter Kenny. God. All right. No. No. I I like (laughs)
2: Letter Kenny. I've well, well I
3: say to be fair, you gotta reply to be fair. But anyway. I
2: got I your you sign like,
4: reference. I'm at, with hello, but Hello. That
3: was la, the... la, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> but they 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 keep saying that they have a they, the, the the new owner supposedly has deep pockets. And thank you, Beth. To be fair. The owner supposed the new owner supposedly has deep pockets, but they've gone through what four? ownership groups in the 25 years they've been in Arizona. So eventually you're going to have to have something long-term or else relocate them. It To me, they should relocate them to Houston because because Fertitta has super deep pockets and they have an arena already ready. Plus it would make perfect sense because they'd have a natural rivalry with the Dallas stars.
1: I agree with your logic.
3: Also, Houston's a pretty big city. Yeah, it is. it's the number four media market in the country.
4: Yeah, it's they could use a hockey team. They'd be down for it, I think.
3: Oh, I absolutely. Also,
1: I, I just hate Batman's is like need to bring hockey to the south. Well, like, yeah, their Nashville's done very well. Their fans are very supportive, but Atlanta sucked. Phoenix is a disaster every year.
3: Phoenix is Batman's white whale. <laughs> Meanwhile, you
1: have traditional Honestly. markets without teams. You don't have a team in Quebec. I know Montreal, but the Nordiques was a very popular franchise at a point. Took them away. Hartford, their fans are passionate, but that's a tiny market. I understand why the Whalers mm-hmm. left. It's just, it's ridiculous. I isn't, is Batman in the hockey hall of fame, by the way? No. I thought he no. was. thought they put him in for some reason. He's going to be, but I don't and, and true. Want
3: Beth, it. Atlanta did have ownership issues from the start because they were part of that what's the, called the spear of Atlanta, where they it was the Hawks and the Thrashers in the same ownership group. And for some reason, the Thrashers ownership group, the, the Thrashers side, couldn't get couldn't get their ish together, and that's why they had to relocate to Winnipeg,
1: which, I mean, which is perfect. Winnipeg needs a team more than Atlanta does. I'm interested it, to see
4: um, how the Fenway ownership group does with the uh, Penguins moving forward, because I know that was that was a recent that was a recent. They,
3: they Boston have- gets two teams. Oh my <laughs> gosh! No, but Pittsburgh built them a new arena over the last decade, so I think they're good. I think they're okay there. Well, no, just it, to they see, re- like, it replaced the igloo.
4: Just to see, I, I'm just interested to see just how you know how Fenway. The, how Fenway operates and just how what kind of presence that they have like what what kind of like signature touch do they have on hockey because they're, obviously they're successful in baseball with the Red Sox and they were they've been successful with um Liverpool in soccer
3: I'm surprised they didn't buy out Jeremy that. Jacobs I'm very surprised oh, they should have they should have they should have they should have
1: <laughs> Here's here's how it's going to go with the Penguins and Fenway Sports Group they're going to win a cup trade away all their good players suck for a year, keep tickets prices as high as they possibly can be and everything else in that stadium, wicked expensive. Then they're going to get a bunch of guys, win another cup, trade them all away. The Red Sox simulator. Yeah. Wait a couple years, <laughs> win another cup, then trade all their good players. Meanwhile, ticket prices every year are going up because they're winning regularly, but in between, they're not winning anything.
4: They're going to be on like a four- to five-year rotation of Stanley Cup
1: wins. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And I love complaining about that. But honestly, you can't
4: really No.
1: <laughs> four <laughs> cups in like 20 years. That, that's it's pretty good.
4: It's it's just it's, it's just decent. a funny thing to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, decent. it's infuriating sometimes. All
3: right, guys, we got a little less than five minutes left in our broadcast. So I want to give you a moment of catharsis. I don't know if you've been I don't know if you've prepared a statement that you want to say for one to two minutes about a specific topic or a specific uh, event that happened, Caleb. Actually, Mason. I'm going to start with you. Oh, I'll give you. I'll give you. Actually, <laughs> well, Mason hasn't said a lot this this podcast. So, <laughs> so they, I'll give him. The make Caleb time.
1: go first based on his re- interact er, okay. his reaction. So. All right. So I'm going
3: to give you. I'm going to give you guys. Let's see. I'll give you a minute and a half. I got time. I'm going to have a timer start. You guys can go ahead and say your piece about a topic and go.
2: So it's a generalized topic. I want to talk about Boston sports fans, but I want to talk about one of my buddies really briefly. His name's Jeff and he's a Celtics fan. And so we were watching a game in the regular season. There was like five minutes left of the fourth quarter. The Celtics up were like 30. And he was like, oh no, you can't turn it off. I have to see how this ends. And I've seen like a theme with Boston sports fans, how they're just like the worst. They're just terrible, honestly. That's just, that's my take. Um, he's like the type of guy to watch a game and then like cut it and like make clips out of it because he's like, Oh, the, uh, the clips that ESPN releases don't really do Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown's chemistry justice. And all Boston sports fans are like that.
3: All right. 45 yeah, seconds. I don't
4: know if you're with me on this or not, but this, that, that was, that was kind of a, I feel yeah, like, I think,
1: I think Jeff's <laughs> <definitely, laughs> just, 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 just a weirdo. I know I, I always think Jeff's just a weirdo.
4: Really? Yeah. Well, I mean bring I mean, up the clips like that is weird. Yeah, like that's, finishing that's weird. finishing the games, even if they're blowouts, I do it with the Patriots.
1: Oh, I do the same thing. It's also
3: partially because nope, nope. we saw If it's the Jets our, if it's the Jets I if it's if it's the Jets, I turn I turn on goon or I turn on something that makes me happy. Yeah,
1: that's because the Jets are usually <laughs> the ones getting blown out by 30. That's why. <laughs> that's because but that's also because we saw the Patriots come back from twenty-five down. It went, everyone counted out. So like, that's kind of, I think where part of that attitude comes from. Well, Boston's
3: market is
4: just different. I think
3: don't turn the game off. (laughs) There's
4: just, there's nothing to do here outside of just be diehard for your sports team. Like new England isn't really that eventful like that. Like Like,
1: there's beaches in history.
2: Yeah. lame. And
1: a rock. We have a rock. What other States can say that?
2: I've been to (laughs) the rock. It's, it's no, overrated. I agree. Boston fans been.
1: are
4: typically horrible, but just not for the reasons that you're saying.
3: Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Caleb, you got a minute and a half. Go right ahead. Oh Jesus. Um.
4: So I feel That's like. Tight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh wow. Big screen. Um. Uh. I've I've there's been a whole lot of uh talk recently. I'm a Patriots fan. a Patriots writer. Um. That you know Belichick has just he's lost it. There's no real, he has, he's lost his touch on the roster. He's lost his touch on football. He fails to adapt. And we're talking about this in May and June. Um, I wrote a piece about this last week um, that uh, if Patriots fans should still have belief and trust in a uh, good old coach Belichick. And I ultimately said, uh, without spoiling too much, I said, yeah you know he hasn't led you this wrong yet i think we've made some really solid additions on offense in the last couple of years the last couple of years of drafts have been really solid um i'm not saying the pages are going to be world beaters i don't think they'll be you know a shoe in for the playoffs i don't think they're going to have the seven game win streak that they had last year but um i think it's just too early to call it and um uh, there's room for optimism, I think. Not that you know. Again, we're not going to be crazy, but I just, I just wouldn't call it over for the Patriots like I would for the Jets.
3: Wow, shots fired.
4: And I, I don't say that genuinely. I think the Jets have done some amazing things this off season.
3: Okay, that's why you saved yourself. You just, saved yourself. <laughs> you, just saved, you just saved yourself for a repeat appearance on no credentials required. Okay, I'm just kidding, Kev. You got a minute and a half, my friend. If you already, if you already used your one F-bomb, so. <laughs> the show's over, so you can
1: boot me, because I'll i do my best, but no promises.
3: All right. I'll give you a minute and
1: a half. Go right ahead. Uh, Jimbo Fisher needs to go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, look. Nick Saban called you out and mentioned Texas A&M by name. I understand you're upset. However, you're going to call a 10-minute press conference. Be, first thing you say, we didn't cheat. No one said you cheated, dude. No one. Yeah, you bought your recruiting class. That's perfectly legal now cuz the NCAA hasn't done anything. And then he's going to say, "Oh, I'm done talking about it. Jimbo. You called a 10-minute press conference to talk about this. What are you What do you mean you're done talking about it? You're the one who escalated this whole thing. You you bought the number one recruiting class. You spent Texas A&M's money cuz they have deep pockets. Fine. Nobody really has that big an issue with it. Yeah, savings kind of annoyed. But whenever he says, do we want college football to be this, that's a warning, not a whining. He's going to do the same thing, and he's going to do it better than you. But it's just – it's ridiculous. You bought the number one recruiting class. Congrats. You're going to go eight and four this year, and everyone's going to (laughs) transfer. I don't know why you think you're this great coach. You got one national championship with 12 first – like 12 NFL draft picks on that roster and a Heisman winner. You're not that good of a coach. You have the same record as someone did your predecessor through as many seasons and the same number of bowl wins. Jimbo Fisher's an overrated coach. He thinks he's the hot shit in the streets. He's not. He sucks. Go follow juice Kiffin. It's Lane Kiffin's dog on Twitter. And it's great. It calms me down all the time. I have it open right next to me to make sure I don't drop that bomb.
3: Nicely done. Cause you just got it right before the minute and a half ended.
0: Yeah. No, all right, no, guys. One more. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs>
3: All right, y'all. We're gonna end things on no crunches required. I'm gonna give you a, a moment to shout out your account. So, uh, where can we where can we follow you? Where can we find your work, Caleb? I'm gonna have you start. Where can we find you?
4: All right. So, obviously, you have my uh, my Twitter right over here. Um, you can follow you can follow my work at uh, Belly Up Sports. Uh, you can follow my Facebook page Foxborough Beat, uh, covering everything Patriots. Um, and I've got some other cool things in the vault coming up pretty soon, so just make sure you uh, stay tuned to that.
3: All right, Mason, he's our intern for he's one of our belly up summer interns. He's our intern for no Creds required. Mason, where can we find you?
2: Uh, Nameless Mason on Twitter. I don't really have anything else, but do follow No Creds Req on TikTok because I will be posting new clips on there today.
3: Yep, there you go. And last but not least, Kev, where can we find you?
2: Uh, At
1: belly up Kev on Twitter and Instagram and at quad tailgate also on Twitter and Instagram tailgate and the quad on Facebook. We're coming out with new episodes with upcoming college football season in July is we're going to start back up once a week doing conference previews and then we'll just be hitting the ground running for the
3: season. Can't wait. All right, y'all. Thanks for watching. If you watched, thanks for watching. If you're listening, thanks for thanks for listening. You've been on no credentials required. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I've been the host and Thanks for joining us. A no credentials acquired where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We'll talk to you again next time.
1: Music courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out on Supporters Music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.